Nietzsche, The Joyful Science, Book 5, um, 1, the first uh, in Book 5. There's a few sections. And near the very end, he talks about know thyself and what is consciousness. I find it very interesting because there's more in what he didn't say than what he did say. So he talked about knowing thyself as being very important. Then he jumped, uh, and actually he did explain that he didn't think anybody um, actually learned to know themselves. And the note I made, <clears throat> it seems that uh, he's referencing Jung's persona, or Jung is referencing this idea that most people attach to a construct um, theater, kind of like the Japanese idea of you wear three faces, right? Uh, one, you show others. One, you show uh, people you love and care about. And then there's another one that you might not even show yourself. And that's what Nietzsche was getting at when he talked about um, consciousness was born out of a need. He said language was the prerequisite. Uh, and he, he mentioned that he found there'd be no need, right? He said it was uh, being amongst a herd that required consciousness, language. He, he felt there was no need if we were in solitude. There'd be no need for language. And I think what he was getting at there, not just because of the need to speak to each other, but because so many people do not know uh, themselves, that there would be no need for uh, discussion. And... Uh, the idea that um, when we're alone, we can truly be authentic, thereby not needing any sort of persona or needing to attach to a self that is uh, influenced by what others think or feel or might. So the idea of not needing this consciousness, just being a pure self, possibly, or, as I said, likely, because he's a little pessimistic when it comes to this, likely he feels that very few, if any, um, know themselves truly. Because he says that many times over, that he says, uh, well, even the title of his book, Zarathustra, is a, a book for, for all and none. This idea that there's very few who are actually going to understand, want to understand, understand, put into practice, and achieve some modicum of success uh, on this path. Um, so yeah, I thought I would just mention that because it's honestly not that different from how um, Douglas Hofstetter wanted to explain that the self is this strange loop, a recursive loop, right? Self-referential. Um, it is not that different. But Nietzsche gets to the theory of the admin much more closely. Because again, the concept of self that we attach to is a construct in the sense that it's a storehouse, like I just mentioned recently, the Alaya Viznana. It's just a storehouse of our preferences, like a configuration file in computers. And in Vedanta, in um, this idea of the Atman, this um, not a soul, not a personal soul, but more like Jung's uh, collective unconscious, and that collective unconscious is what we draw down, a little piece of it, and we use it to power ourselves, that recursive loop. So we think it's special and different and individual. But in reality, it's just uh, a collection of, of parts just like anybody else's. Same as if everybody at a banquet table were to get up and take a glass of water from the same reservoir. They'll all go down and sit down. Each one will take a, uh, 
possession of their water as their own water. But none of those glasses are differentiated from each other. They are all the same water of the same source. And they are even interchangeable. That's part of this theory when we're looking at cognitive science. If the self is emergent, uh, nascent, because of the need for the self, right? Because even Nietzsche was getting that at this idea. Modern physics thinks, like Friston's free energy, that the mind is a predictive engine, uh, a matrix of uh, probabilities. It tells us what it, we think the outcome might be for a cause uh, or an effect, right? Predicting. And, uh, of course, uh, in Yogacara, those first six consciousnesses that I mentioned, eye, ears, nose, throat, and then manos, which is the consciousness that perceives these senses, right? The seventh consciousness, arguably acting as intermediary between the senses and this construct of self. So Carl Friston's free energy speaks that the self is nascent, only out of need, because it needs to interpret, um, receive the signals from our numeral environment, our reality, needs to receive the signals from our senses, and then it passes it to this um, intermediary consciousness, which is then, um, you know, accessed by this higher order of consciousness, which you either accept, right, as like, Stoicism or etern uh, Nietzsche's eternal return or Madhyamaka in uh, Sanskrit and Buddhism, this middle way, right? Uh, like Kipling's If, treat triumph and disaster as the imposter they are. So what is that? So long story short, uh, sorry, but long story short, be it Emerson, Whitman, Nietzsche, Tolstoy, even Dostoevsky's uh, Tales from the Underground is speaking to the same thing. Um, he's speaking from a basement, so it could either be the underworld, right? He's already passed away, or he's not part of the real world. Or it could be an allegory for the sense that you're not living life authentically. So are you really living? It's actually, um, what was that movie? Um, it's actually The Grey, uh, and I don't know where the poem came from, but it just said, uh, uh, live for today. Uh, and die today, something like that. This idea that uh, unless we truly live, um, I mean, is there any reason, right? Does, uh, does uh, existence have a meaning in a sense? Uh, I digress. But if anyone stayed this long, I appreciate it. Long story short, just making some notes uh, on... Um, you know, the, the, the essential nature of self.